Hello and welcome. Thank you for joining. My name is Terry. I am a nurse educator, a CPR instructor, and I wanted to bring you guys a topic that we had not discussed on this podcast. And I'm quite sure that you've heard a lot about this topic in the last week in light of the fact that Chad Bozeman passed away with stage four colon cancer. So in brief, I will bring to you what the Mayo Clinic has to say about colon cancer, and I will leave a link in the bio of this um, podcast so you guys can refer back to where I'm getting my information. If this is the first time that you have stopped by my podcast, thank you so much for listening. And um, I wanted to make sure that I touch on this topic because I um, pride myself in being a public servant. And so I feel that it is my duty to talk to those who have heard about it, but have not had the opportunity to dig a little deeper into what it is and how they can prevent it from happening to themselves or loved ones. So here's a little overview about colon cancer. Colon cancer is a type of cancer that begins in the large intestines. The the colon is the final part of the digestive tract. Um, Colon cancer typically affects older adults, though it can happen at any age. It usually begins as a small, non-cancerous, benign clump of cells called polyps. That forms on the inside of the colon, and then over time, some of these polyps turn into colon cancer. Polyps may be small and produce few, if any, symptoms. For this reason, doctors recommend regular screening tests to help prevent colon cancer by identifying and removing polyps before they turn into cancer. If colon cancer develops Many treatments are available to help control it, including surgery, radiation therapy, and drug treatments, such as chemotherapy, targeted therapy, and immunotherapy. Colon cancer is sometimes called colorectal cancer, which is a term that combines colon cancer and rectal cancer, which begins in the rectum. So the signs and symptoms of this this the colon cancer include a persistent change in your bowel habits, including diarrhea or constipation or change in the consistency of your stool, rectal bleeding or blood in your stool, persistent abdominal discomfort, such as cramps, gas, or pain, a feeling that your bowel doesn't empty completely or weakness or fatigue which is extreme tiredness, or just unexplained weight loss. Many people with colon cancer experience no symptoms in early stages of this disease, but when the symptoms appear, they're likely very um, rare, and it depends on the the cancer size and the location and um, the um in the large intestines, excuse me, there there likely various signs and symptoms is what I'm trying to say. So excuse me, but 
Some people experience no signs and symptoms at all. And then some people experience the extremes of what I previously mentioned, which is the bowel habit changing, the uh, rectal bleeding or the blood in the stool, the discomfort, cramps, gas, pain in your stomach. And just whenever you go to the bathroom, you feel like you haven't emptied yourself completely um, or had, you know, didn't experience any relief and um, fatigue, weakness and unexplained weight loss. So when do you want to go see your doctor? If you notice any persistent symptoms that worry you, make an appointment with your doctor. Talk to your doctor and begin colon cancer screening early. Guidelines generally recommend that colon cancer screenings begin around 50, but your doctor may order or recommend a more frequent or earlier screening if you have risk, high risk, or if your family has a history of the disease. So we're going to talk a little bit about causes. Doctors aren't certain what causes most cancers. In general, colon cancer begins when healthy cells in the colon develop changes in their DNA. A cell's DNA contains a set of instructions that tell a cell what to do. Healthy cells grow and divide in an orderly way to keep your body functioning normally. But when a cell divide DNA is damaged, excuse me, when a cell DNA is damaged and becomes cancerous, cancer continues to divide even when new cells aren't needed. As the cells accumulate, they form a tumor. Okay? So with time, the cancer can grow to invade and destroy normal tissue nearby and cancerous cells can travel to other parts of the body and form other deposits there. And that is generally known as metastasis, okay? So let's talk a little bit about the risk factors of colon cancer. The risk factors include older age, and now they're saying that colon cancer can be diagnosed at any age, but a majority of people with colon cancer are older than 50. And so we all know that Chad Bozeman was um, 34. Was he? No, he was 43, excuse me. Was he 34, 43? Oh, he's 43. Okay, forgive me, y'all. I'm getting a little jumbled because it's late. But either way, the rates of colon cancer in people younger than 50 have been increasing, but doctors aren't sure why. Another risk factor is African-American. The African-Americans have a greater risk of colon cancer than other races do. I can only assume it's because of diet stresses, and etc. We can go into a whole nother podcast about why African-American race risk factors are higher. So we'll just leave that there for now, and you can Google that later. Um, a personal history of colorectal cancer or polyps. So if you've already had colon cancer or non-cancerous colon polyps, you're at greater risk of colon cancer in the future. Um, also, a high risk is inflammatory intestinal disease. People who have chronic inflammatory disease um, of the colon, such as ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease, can increase their risk of getting colon cancer. Another risk, which is high, is inherited syndromes that increase colon cancer, such as gene mutations that's passed through generations of your family. And um, a small percentage of these people 
um, are have inherited uh, a colon cancer um, DNA or something like that. And so that's um, that's rare, but it could happen. Family history of colon cancer, someone with low fiber or high fat or high fat diet, which goes back to the American um, African American. Um, um, the African-American population um, because we do eat a lot of um, high-fat foods. Um, Either way it goes, colon cancer and rectal cancer may be associated with a typical Western diet, uh, which is low in fiber and high in fat and calories. Um, And so uh, a lot of people who eat a diet high in red meats and processed meats um, have this issue. Also, a sedentary lifestyle. People who are inactive are more likely to develop colon cancer. So getting up, getting regular exercises um, will reduce your risk. People with diabetes um, and insulin resistance have uh, an increased risk of colon cancer, according to research. Um, people who are obese um, they have an increased risk of colon cancer and an increased risk of dying of colon cancer when compared uh, with uh, people who are normal weight. Uh, people who smoke, of course, they have an increased risk of colon cancer. Um, people who are heavy alcohol uh, co- alcohol consumption or uh, heavy use of alcohol increases your risk of co- um, colon cancer. And... Um, Radiation therapy directed at the abdomen to treat previous cancer increases your risk of colon cancer, which is something I didn't know. Hey, so we're going to talk about prevention. And of course, you want to, if you can prevent all the things that I just um, previously spoke about, that would be great. But doctors recommend that people with an average risk of colon cancer consider colon cancer screening around the age 50 but with people who are um, like really, you know, high risk and with uh, family histories and all the uh, pre-comorbidities, uh, then they um, suggest that they get those uh, screenings earlier. And um, which is like, you know, the things that I just talk about, alcohols. Alcoholics, smoking, I keep saying alcohols, alcoholics, I don't want to call you alcoholics, but people who consume high amounts of alcohol should be getting screened for colon cancer. So please excuse me, I'm not trying to be derogatory here, I'm trying to give you some education, okay? Um, so uh, either way it goes, um, <laughs> um, you, we, we, do have we do want you to get screened okay um talk to your doctor about it and your options because um there there are other you know there's some screening options that uh, do, do not require um you to be placed in the hospital etc cetera, etc cetera. so we we also want to talk to you about the lifestyle changes to reduce the risk of colon cancer And you can take those steps to reduce your risk of colon cancer by making changes in your everyday life, like eating a variety of fruits, vegetables, and whole grains, Um, drink less alcohol, stop smoking, exercise most days of the week, and maintain a healthy weight. 
So in conclusion, okay, colon cancer prevention for people um, with high risk, um, we want to make sure that we do talk to our doctors about any changes in our habits. We want to make sure that we discuss our medications because they have now found that some medications um, have been uh, found to reduce uh, the risk of precancerous polyps or um, um, uh, those cancer cells. And um, they've had some research done and a little bit of evidence to show that taking an aspirin or aspirin-like drug um, or um, some type of NSAID does decrease the risk of having colon cancer. However, it does not um, remove that risk. This is not doctor's advice. And um, uh, you don't want to just go running around taking aspirin thinking that will keep you from uh, getting colon cancer. And besides that, um, it also will, um, aspirin will um, increase your um, your chances of having thin blood and bleeding, okay? So be very careful with that. Um, so um, what I wanted to end here with is just letting you guys know that You you need to talk to your doctor to get those pre-screenings done and you need to uh, take care of yourself and just keep um, a good eye on your GI tract and how you're processing food and how you're going to the bathroom, how you're eliminating, um, how um, your stomach feels after, before and after. Um, get rid of the cigarettes, get rid of the alcohol if you can. And just really like take care of yourself. Make sure you're getting those screenings because my um, I have a um, family member that passed away from colon cancer, and um, I wasn't there when they actually diagnosed her. But it was said that um, uh, once they found the cancer and decided to remove it, um, her colon. Um, to remove the cancer when they went in to do the operation, the surgery, that it was too late. And um, from the time she found out she had colon cancer to the time she um, passed away, um, it couldn't have been more than two weeks or so. So I want you guys to be safe out there, be healthy, take care of yourself, Google everything you can that you know, if you can't get to the doctor, Google is the next best thing. Make sure you reach out to your primary care doctors. And um, like I said, and I say on the last um, few um, podcasts, you can still be seen by a doctor. You can do it through telemedicine. They're actually seeing pregnant women and they're doing psych visits and they're doing dermatology visits and uh, they're doing pediatric visits over the phone. So you want to make sure, well, of course, you can't get your colon checked over the phone. But if there is a legitimate reason why you are needing to call your doctor to get in there because something is going on with your bowels, I'm quite sure these days that they will uh, make um, way and available for you to come in to get that screening done as quickly as possible um, without any um um, risk to uh, what a, what a, whatever else is going on in um, 
in the uh, coronavirus world, okay? So I, ho- I wish you guys have, um, I wish you guys well. I hope you have a good night. Um, thank you for listening. If this is your first time coming by, I do this every time. Like, I will be back. I promise I'll be back, but I'm going to try to be on a more consistent schedule. Um, it is late, and I wanted to get this podcast out for today because I've been um, trying to do it for the last two, three days. So you guys take care, and I'll talk to you soon.